we live in such a different world, man. Like, but everything that we're getting is what we deserve. Everything that we're getting. They told us do these things and you will get that and they lie. And so now anything that we're getting through creating it from our mind, we more than deserve it. We're supposed to be out here making crazy bread. They say, go to law school, do, 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 do. Go to grad school, go do, and it didn't pan out. So we had to go get it by any means on whenever there's a drought. Get your umbrellas out. <laughs> so, bruh. Welcome to Tweet Talk, episode 112. Are we on the air, Tweet sugar? Talk, what it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Meganer himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. I am your host. Episode Tom Brady. Episode Tom Brady. <laughs> I am your host, Raphael Husbands. You can follow me on Twitter at Work Money Life. You can follow my co-host, Charles Oglesby JD, on Twitter at Real Todd Billion because he is the only one. Accept no substitutes. Welcome to Tweet Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast, where we break down financial tweets and talk about building black wealth. And today we have a guest. The name of Don Bucks of Rapping Dope. What up, Don? What's happening, fellas? Appreciate y'all having me. Like, it's an honor. Trust me. Yeah, man. Trust me. Shout out to Todd Billy. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Y'all playing. Just wrapped up Black Friday. How was Black Friday for both of you guys? We haven't done one of these since Black Friday. Actually, I think we did. Oh, we but didn't actually we- talk about it, though. Right. The topic this is the first Black Friday. I, I ran like hella sales. This is Black Friday. First Black Friday, I ran hella sales. I ain't go shopping. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't buy anything. <laughs> I did not buy anything. I didn't. I bought a course. You didn't buy anything at all? I um, bought a course. I think I bought a course. That's it. That's the type Maybe. of shopping I like. I didn't buy Maybe. anything though. I didn't even look. I didn't even look at buying anything on. I didn't. I didn't. I not look at anything. It's crazy though. It's different this year. Yeah, it's weird. It's not quite as weird as last year. Yeah, but it's still right. it's still it's still kind of weird out here in these streets, man. I'm trying to figure it out. Right, man. So Don, let the people know who you are. Oh man, I'm Don Bucks, creator of Rapping Dope Podcast, and the whole whoop, the whole movement. Like, and it's crazy because like I was saying before we went live, that um before I even got into this, you know, financial literacy um and social media, like I didn't even notice this whole ecosystem existed. You feel me? Because in 2019, when I started rapping dope, I didn't really get a lot of traction. Like a lot of people was looking at me like an alien. Um, even to this day, it's a lot of people that still you know, um, trying to get their head around the investing thing. But definitely in 2019, um, I didn't get any traction. Um, you know, family members, hey, I like what you're doing. Uh, but people wasn't really rocking with me like that. And it was, it's just dope to see in 2020. Unfortunately, it had to happen like this, but the pandemic opened the floodgates of everything that I envisioned for Black people and, you know, learning how to invest and having these conversations like this, tweet talk podcast. Like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too many other people talking like this on no podcast back in 2019. And it's super dope to, you know what I mean, rub shoulders with people like y'all. So that's a little bit of backdrop on, you know, how I got started and, you know, where I'm going from here all right all right all right all right Charles man 
Oh, but to add on, I'm from Trenton, New Jersey. You know okay, I mean? yeah. cool, cool, For, cool. Former barber, you know I mean, former full-time barber. I cut hair now because I want to, but I used to do it full-time with my dad in the family business. That's how you do it. I do it now because I want to. Yeah, that part. Right, and right. it was crazy because we was talking about it in the mastermind earlier about um, working, you know, uh, exchanging your time for money. And it's different now because, you know, I went up a little bit on my haircuts when I show up. I need $40. Um, but now it's like I go because I want to. It's not because I have to be there. And that's probably that's I'm going tomorrow. So that's probably my one day a week. I, I usually go in about one day a week. Just to show love. So. Hmm. What's your Twitter? My Twitter is rapping dough. Every every platform is rapping dough. Facebook rapping dough. You gotta spell it out. You gotta spell it out for the people. Oh. Oh, what's on the shirt? R A P P I N D O U G H. So underscore um, in between the rapping and the dough on Instagram, but everything else is straight rapping dough. So for those that haven't seen the ads, I've seen the ads. What happened with that man? The whole. Uh, oh, like, you want so, the story? I mean, Ooh. you got to tell us the story if it's. You like, want the story? <laughs> oh, like I said, I was that typical barber. Like I was running around. Um, you know, you know, people already looked at me as like, oh yeah, you the, you the barbershop owner's son. Oh, you going to inherit that? So, and I was kind of like leaning on that a little bit too because you know, in the barbershop industry, you get paid every day. So I was I've been cutting hair since I was fifteen, and a lot of people don't know I'm forty three. You feel me? And they look at me like I'm some young boy, but meanwhile I'm forty three years old. Guess what really? Didn't know. What? Yeah, I thought you was like twenty five, man. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm forty three. You know what I mean? And I wow. waste a lot of time because I always had that to fall back on. Like, mm. you know, I look back on it now. It's like, all right, because I always like, all right, you know I mean, I, I'm, I got a business to fall back on when it's all said and done. But I wanted more than my dad. You know what I mean? I've been living under my dad's shadow for a lot of my life. Um, I wasn't always brought up with my dad, but when I did come under my dad's tutelage under 14, 15 years old, um, I always got called Little Mike. And my dad's name is Mike. My name ain't Mike. You know what I mean? <laughs> so a lot, for a lot of my life, I had to like, hey, oh, you Mike's son. Oh, what's up, Little Mike? And I wanted my own identity. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of tough. For you. Your, not, your name is not even Mike. <laughs> and my name is not even Mike. I got an older bro- I got an older brother named Mike. That's little Mike. And I used to always have to correct people and come off like an asshole. Like, yo, my name ain't Mike, bro. It's my, it's my brother's name, Mike. So I was living, I lived under that for a long time. You know what I mean? And people looked at me. It's like, oh, yeah, you little Mike. And oh, you spoiled or whatever. Like, nah, I ain't even like that. I- I'm making all these dollars. Like, yeah, I learned skill from my dad. And that's fire, you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, I wanted I wanted more than my dad. I was one of them type of dudes, like, you know, I want more than the barbershop. I wanted, you know I mean, because I don't mean to cut you off, but one, one last point before I let you ask, actually, next question is like, if you want to know what your future is going to look like, I don't know where I read this or where I heard it. If you want to know what your future is going to look like, take a look at your superior or your boss, because if that's what you're like, you're trying to move up the ladder, that's what you're going to have is like their life. And I didn't necessarily, my dad is not poor or nothing like that, but I want more than my dad. So it's like, that's what I always look at is, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm trying to branch out more. That's why I went to college. But we'll get into that later. So yeah, let me, I, w- mm-hmm. I would say that it's kind of uh, why that's important is a lot of us want to go further than our parents. And so that's why it's important for us as parents and future parents to set the bar high and do dope mm-hmm. stuff. Because I mean, that's I could have just got a job and had a professional career, but I was like, you know what? I want to go a little bit further than just having a professional career, and so that's yeah, what landed me where I am now. Because I mean, my mom has a professional career. I could have just did that, but I want to do more than that. So, yeah. yeah so I, I want to gear a lot of my messaging around that, like people that know they got more in them. 
Yeah, and it's cool because it's, it's like the good thing is your father wasn't a bum, so it's like I mean he he had his he had his shit right. So it's me. like, like I mean so, yeah, so it's like but he was he still was that guy like he was he wasn't a bum and he, and he was like look at your father like everybody want more than him like you, imagine yeah. if he was just some dude that was like could barely even have a job like didn't have nothing going for him. Yeah, well, it's easy to say well <laughs> it's like easy to say like yeah I want more than him, but that isn't necessarily going to be much. You don't have to do much to do more than somebody that ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Mm. But let me ask you something real quick. You ever had like a regular job? Um, in high school. All right. I so, had this little, uh, yeah, had a few little BS jobs in high school. Well, let me ask you this though. So even though you wasn't really a job type of person, you still said that you kind of like fell back on this idea. You knew you always, you always had a uh, like a plan B. Like you knew you could always fall back on the barbering. Right. So do you think your situation was kind of similar to like people that do have a job and and fall back on the so called so called security of a, a steady paycheck? Do you think you're mentality was similar yeah yep yep that's interesting but my my thing is always this until you're fed up with something you're not gonna make no moves mm-hmm. until you get fed up with a situation yeah. or uncomfortable with a situation you're gonna stay where you at yeah. when did you when did more, you get bro. fed up when did you get fed up i was about i was about when i started the process of not wanting to cut hair for the rest of my life i think i was about 24 i was about to go to the army Right before 9-11, I was about to go to, I stopped smoking weed. I stopped doing, like, I clean, I clean my, you know what I mean? So I working out. I was going. I was like, because I'm going to use that, I'm going to use the army college money to go to college. And I'm going to use that college, whatever I'm doing in college to fund, because I always think, uh, you know, stepping stone. I don't know why I thought like that. Mm-hmm. Not like, I don't know where I learned that shit. But I'm always thinking of using something to go to the next level. So mind you, not living in half yet. It was right before. So I did all this leading up to it. And a week before I had to go to take the physical for the army, 9-11 happened. I'm like, oh, bitch, I ain't signed up for this. <laughs> I know we're going to war. I know we're going to war. I'm just trying to sign up for the college money. Yo, I found the biggest blunt I can find and dirtied up my urine ASAP. I ain't even gonna hold you. I'm keeping it all the way funk. I dirtied up my urine ASAP. But I followed through with the physical so they can take the dirty urine and disqualify me. You're not sending me to war. I'm trying to get this college money so I can get my entrepreneurial on. Like, but yeah, so um, that's when it started. And, you know, that fell through. And then I tried again in 90 and when I was 26. Um, no, 28. It was 28 when I finally went to college, finally got accepted, and I got grants to go to college. So I actually went all the way through college. It took me eight or nine years to get through college because I was going part-time. And I think I only came out of pocket about $200 for college. Mm. But I finally made it to college. And yeah. But while I was going to college, that's when I caught the charge. Like I said, I was running around the street and all that while going to college. Um, I had to supplement my income. <laughs> I could have got a job, but I wouldn't like I was always used to being my own boss, being a barber. So I'm like, I want to try and get a job. So called a charge right before graduation. But I finessed it, whereas though I was still able to take my final test for what I was going for, which was applied science. And I was still able to get my degree and everything before all the house arrest stuff started transpiring. So I was blessed for that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, while, oh, so while I was on house arrest, I came across Todd Billy's course. I don't know. When, I think it was Brandy done put me on a whole lot of stuff. So I'm not sure if it was Brandy that put me on. Shout out to Brandy Hayes, um, Network with Brandy. 
Um, I'm not sure if it was her, but like I said, I was I was totally brand new to the whole online financial literacy black wealth. I didn't even know it was more of us or more of me. And I came across it and I was like, yo, this is crazy because one of my customers used to always come in the barbershop to tell me about his friend that was trading options. Every time he came in there, I was like, yo, so explain it to me. I was already investing. He was like, yo, you need to look into options. This is before the pandemic. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna look into it. And it's crazy. During the pandemic, I'm sitting in here on probation and all that. Can't really drive, go nowhere. Came across that shit and I just dug in. I dug in. This is when they were sending out the, the, the stimulus checks, right? Whenever they sent out the first one. How much was the first one? Like 1200 something like that? Fourteen. That sounds about right, yeah. Twelve or 1400 Yeah, so, yeah. So I used half of it to start an LLC, start the Rabindo LLC, and I used the other half to start trading options. Mm. So I dug in with the course, like got, I still got the original notebook, dug in, and I think ain't, I, I said, man, F it, I'm going in. It was, it was like a week. I watched the videos over and over again. I'm like, I'm going in. And long story short, I'm going to say it took me about four to six months and I made about 10,000. It was about nine and some change, about $10,000 off the stimulus check. Nice. That's crazy. Off of the stimulus check. And that's when the whole thing was uh, create your own stimulus. We were like, man, take the stimulus, create your own stimulus. Facts. Like, and, I, and it changed my whole idea about money. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Because it started with like when I made my first $25 and I sold it. I was like, yo, I made $25. I ain't going nowhere. And I was like, yo, this is different. And I started, you know, making bigger plays. Like, all right, let me try $200 this time. All right, let me try $500 this time. And I started like just going from there. And yeah, um, but I got, I got, I'm going to keep all the way transparent. I got, I got uh, cocky. <laughs> I ran up, I ran it up to 10, got cocky, made two, uh, three grand plays. One was Netflix and one was uh, Domino's, playing earnings and jammed both of them, lost six bands in one day. Because like I said, I was gr- mm. like, I was, I was growing my plays. I'm like, and that was the biggest one that just, I was like, all right, you know what? I need to, there's something else I'm missing about these options that I got to go back in the lab and learn. So I'm down to four bands now. So I started going into YouTube and looking at entries and uh, supporting resistance levels and top-down analysis and started adding that into my repertoire. So then I just, I over between then and now, I got that back and added 10 to it. So I just took five from that. And now I'm trying to get a, uh, not trying, but I'm looking to get a, a car on higher car just to start, you know what I mean? Making the money, make more money. That's dope. That's dope. What I, li- <clears throat> what I like about it is- I said a lot there, but I just said right. <laughs> But what I like about it is those L's push people. If, if it's just green, if, if you only mm. see good days, you never really feel like you have to get back in the lab and study and learn more. Ooh. And so that kind of like it's motivation. You're it's a different kind of hunger at that point. You're like, bro, I don't ever want to feel that again. It hurt, hurt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what gave it you the ability hurt, to to learn enough to to start teaching it and having your own content, your own community, all that stuff. Because it's it's those claps, it's the L's that give you the the most incentive to really get in the lab and learn. The the L's get you in the lab. So man, so that's the part I don't be wanting to leave out of my content. Because a lot of people, you got a lot of people just thinking it's it's magic. And it's like, no, I put a lot of screen time in. Like, 
if you if you just tap on my laptop right now, I got like five, I got five charts pulled up right now. So it's like it's that part that people don't see that you're doing. Like, all right, they see, oh, you done posted this, you know, posted that, but you're not seeing. And I want to capture that. I'm gonna have to get me a photographer to spend some time with me, like to capture just the, the, the stuff that I be doing throughout the day. People think I just be sitting around doing nothing. Like, you know, female friends, yo, what you doing? I'm doing the same thing I was doing the last time you texted me. I'm in the lab. <laughs> Like, I don't do nothing else. Like, unless I'm coming outside doing some shopping and want to see some human, I'm in the lab. Like, I got everything I need in the crib. So when I think, when I see people outside all the time, when they be outside all the time, you ain't got nothing going on or you don't like being home. Mm. I like being in the crib because I be, I be getting done in here. Like, every time I go outside, outside sometimes I get in trouble. So, <laughs> I, 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 notice, I notice, noticing the pattern here. So I'm like, all right, you know what? <laughs> Let me... <laughs> Stop playing. And these days, it's expensive to go outside, man. Everything costs it, it, double what it used to cost. Don't oh, get me man. talking, bro. So let's jump right here on Tweet Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast. We talk about building got? black wealth and break it down for financial tweets, especially from our man, Charles Oglesby, a.k.a. Top Millionaire, Mr. 3.7 million in the pandemic. And yeah, Charles... I, mean, I don't like that intro, but I was going <laughs> to say what's, what's crazy is we were... we um. I was because when when you posted the Twitter, I went and looked at your Twitter page and I was like, dang, we really did have Xavier on this show. I forgot about that. Like we've had some episodes. We had the episode four, five. Like we've really been doing this for a while. Mm -hmm. What episode is this again? Who knows? 112. 112. So when did y'all start Tweet Talk Podcast? Because like I said, I wasn't even in the loop in 2019. I was just stepping into the waters. Yeah, like June, like June 2019. Yeah. So y'all was like three months before me. Like, and it's crazy. Yo, Ty, I think we share the same birthday. Oh, really? August 20th? August what? Yeah, it's my birthday, fam. (laughs) That's That's crazy. I see you post that. So it's me, you, and Derek Grace. You got the same birthday. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think Call Me 100K is the same, but, or it's around that time. Get out of here. Yeah. That's wild. Leo. Donald the Voice is August 20th also. (laughs) Donald the Voice is August 20th. Yeah. Uh huh. That's right. All right. See, you know what? It's all confirmation all around the board. <laughs> What's up, Raph? What we got? Yeah. So, Charles, we saw this. Let's start off with this tweet. I forgot who's tweeted it. Um, I don't think it's a really well-known person, but somebody's tweeted your employer does not give one single fuck about oh. you. <laughs> start that business. I mean, that's kind of my whole motto. Been my motto for the longest time, but it fits into my current, I would say, initiative, which is just the whole freedom play. It's like I want people to get free and you can't be free and also have a boss. And so I got to give you all the different reasons for why you don't need that boss and why you need to be out there on your own in the wilderness with all of us. And so that tweet just was like, it was fire and I was able to use it as marketing. So a lot of times what I'm looking for is I'm not just looking for my content to use as marketing. I'm looking for other people's content to use as marketing. Because if it's relevant and if it's fire and if it has potentially get a bunch of likes and a a lot of engagement, I'm using it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to slide an ad right behind that post every single time. Because you know what sucks? It sucks to have a viral piece of content that gets a lot of likes, a lot of engagement, and there's no ad behind it. Or there's no call to action. It's just like entertainment. Like we ain't I here think to entertain. you the one put me on that. I think yeah. you put me on that. We aren't here to entertain. We're here to, uh, we're here to earn. 
we got to get these dollars. <laughs> and uh, I mean, entertainment, it could go hand in hand. We can we can entertain and earn at the same time. But the end all be all the true goal here is to earn something. So. So. So, Todd, what you what you think about the hack of collaboration versus competition? Because I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to say no names, but I, I, I went live with someone maybe two years ago at the beginning of their, their uh, I guess, trajectory. And I used to ask different questions and, you know, we'll, we'll go live. But then after the fact, I asked questions like, yo, so what books do you think I need to read to get on your level, bro? Or what do you think I need to do? Or actually, I will pay you for your information. Like, how much do you want for your mentorship? No responses. So now, a year later, we have, we see the emergence of the collaboration. We have the circle of CEOs. We have the uh, morning meetups. We have the, uh, you know, the masterminds and whatnot. Where do you think the, the shift changed that we found that that's beneficial to collab with other people that's in your niche? You know, what's interesting is I think that a lot of what drives that is when you, you realize that all you really have is yourself. And that's why I'm actually really big on like Republican and conservative presidents is because like, you know, they ain't really messing with you like that. Like they ain't coming mm. to save you. They ain't making no policies to help you out. And so we saw over the last four years, like a, a, a huge initiative and thrust behind supporting other people, sharing other people, helping other people, because we're like, he ain't helping us. So we got to help us. And I right. thought that was really important. And I like to see it. And it made me happy to see that. I'm not sure that we're seeing the same thing anymore. Um, but a lot of the success that we've seen, like people cannot deny that what we're seeing now did not exist four years ago. Like the success, the Wall Street Trappers, you listen to a story. This is relatively recent for him. EYL is relatively recent. Chris is relatively recent. Chris Johnson's success now versus where it was four years ago is not the same Chris Johnson's success. And so what I... What I would just say is that collaboration is everything. The reason why the Jews can have what they have is because they keep it in house and they collaborate. And it's a given. Damn, Every single group, like we just got to collaborate. But what, what kind of what I'm I'm not liking that that's what be pissing me off. Man. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm when seeing I hear stuff like that. A lot of it is like it's not. I think we need to bring it back. That's one thing I'm trying to foster within the organizations that I've I've had because it's always been collaboration. Every single thing I've done has been collaboration except for like these newer projects with these house flips. So maybe it should have been some collaboration because I'm stressed out over here trying to get this house flip done, but I'm going to get it done. We will get it done. I promise you. Just like I got that truck done, I'm going to get that house flip done. Ooh. But yeah, man, I think it's so necessary. I do too. Um, and I did then, but it's like, all right, everything that I, I'm starting to see is like, well, I thought about it already and it, it didn't have any traction. Now it's getting traction and just be frustrating sometimes. Like, yo, I, I said this. Right. Um, what's your take on that, Raphael? Um, say that again. Take on what? What's your take just on like sometimes, I guess, knowing the, the benefits of collaboration, but trying to get other people on board with it who might not see it? Well, man. That's tough, man, because it's hard to it's hard to collaborate with selfish people, man. It's it's hard to, to do things with people that just don't see the vision. And you you can't really have vision for other people. Like they gotta see it with their own eyes, man. Like sometimes, like we said it somebody said it tonight on the on the mastermind call. They didn't say this exactly, but you gotta live your truth and show them, you know, if they don't wanna collaborate, you move on and collaborate with somebody else. And then let them sure. get mad when they see the other person come up. Yeah, but collaboration. Who, like who wants to like I'm not trying to all right, yeah, you're gonna get mad. That's not even the 
gold, like trying to explain that. I know, like, but, but I'm like, I'm just saying, like you know, not you're not doing it to piss them off. But I'm saying, yeah, when, when you when you move off from them because they don't want to collaborate and they see you collaborating with other people and it benefits the other people, they get mad at themselves. For example. <laughs> For example, so my dad, like I've been rocking with my dad since I was 15. Um, so no, 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 no shade. But he even hearing about what I'm doing with my mom's portfolio. I don't know where you're hearing it from. I guess my little brother is showing him what I'm posting on the internet. Now, when I come to the barbershop that one day a week, he like, yeah, uh, yeah, I heard what you uh, uh you, you think you could do something for 4000 I'm like, pop, <laughs> man, you know I can. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and it, it took for other people because he knew what I had going on. It took for other people because he, he came clean. He was like, yeah, I just had to, uh, you know, make sure, um, you know, everything was everything <laughs> like, before I gave you some money. I was like, oh, I understand, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd be the people that's close to you that'll trust you less, right? It's funny how that works. Well, I mean, money, money's money. I mean, nobody wants. Yeah, but it'd be nobody people wants. closer you? to you, like you, like you see what's going on. You right here versus somebody that's on the internet that's just spent two hundred dollars with you. You have somebody that's right there with you that's kind of like side eyeing what you're doing, like yeah. Well, you know what? I heard, they, I heard Dave Ramsey said before, like once somebody's like wiped your butt, they don't want to hear your advice on sex or money. That's a good one. That's crazy, right? <laughs> and even ah. though, even though you weren't with your father, like from the beginning, right? He, yeah, I mean, you're still his kid. Yeah. He remembers you at numbers. <laughs> I showed him them numbers. He was like, uh, first he gave me a first he gave me a band. He was like, Yeah, um, do something with that. So I put that to work, right? I showed him the report on that. He was like, um, you think you could do something with four more? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say um one of the things oh, is it's even difficult when it's like male to male. Like moms are more willing to listen to their sons, but you'll see like right. moms and daughters will clash a little bit. And so like dads Definitely. and sons it can kind of be like that. I ain't clash, but it's just like he I mean, for some reason it's just like he, he was rooting for me because right. last Thanksgiving, it was crazy, it was last Thanksgiving or last Christmas. Um I was going through my YouTube or something and I came across what's uh the Ron James boy name. Ice can do with the uh, little Maverick Afro with the twist. Maverick Carter, right? Mind you, I already got the rap and do trademark in process. So I'm not worried about nobody stealing my name, right? But how about he came out with a podcast or they came out with a podcast called Need and Do. K N E A, like Need and Do. Right, 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 right. right. But it's like a double entendre, like I did. Like Rap and Do, he did Need and Do. I said, Pop, yo, look at this. And it's sponsored by Chase. So I was like, yo, get up. Like, look what they trying to do. He was like, don't worry about it, son. Don't even worry about it. You know what I mean? Because if they looking, they looking up them, yours going to pop up next to it. Don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, that's crazy because I know they had to see rapping dough. Like, stop playing. They, they had to see it. How you came up with needing dough without seeing rapping dough? Stop playing with me. <laughs> so that's why I'm glad I I IP'd it. And I'd be talking about IP, like, yo, like your ideas monetize them, man. It costs a couple of dollars, but it's worth it. Speaking of that, you had a tweet and it said, it was a fairly recent tweet. It said, PayPal rappers and entertainers had to turn to our methods of getting money during the pandemic. <laughs> they're like, how much they paying dividends? What's a digital product? <laughs> That's a fact because I know you've been, I don't know if you have been, but I've been seeing like little baby pull up on Aristotle and you know what I mean? During the pandemic, like they, they learned about stocks and all that mm-hmm. during the pandemic. And it's like, yeah, because they couldn't do no shows. 
they can't do no, uh, they, it can't be in like studios is closed, everything closed. Like they had to revert to what they should have been doing or what we all should have been doing from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's dope because at the same time, it's like a lot of people, we became those people that they're, the people eyes is on. We the new rappers. I think I heard you say that like once somewhere, like, yeah, we the new rappers, like, so to speak. We got mm-hmm. the eyes. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. got the eyes. It's like, now they want to be us. <laughs> and that's cool. That's cool because that's what we need to be pushed anyway. Start talking about that because they talking about big, uh, what's his name? Young Dolph had, he bought a foreclosure for a bir- his kid's birthday every year. It's like, yo, why you wasn't talking about that? Well, was you? Because I wouldn't listen to his music like that. Maybe he was. I mean, don't misquote me, but why you ain't talking about that? Yeah. I need to hear that. And they diss Jay-Z for talking about what he be talking about. Like, oh, we need the old Jay-Z. We'll go get my old CD. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Charles, you had a tweet where you said, I was today years old when I realized you pay for high-end watches with wires, not oh. debit cards. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'll be struggling. <laughs> Wait, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I bought a, I just, I just bought a, I bought a GMT Master 2 and I always struggle when I, like when I want to buy a watch, like the first, I want to say the first watch I bought on Crown and Caliber was, uh, a Panerai Luminor. It's like a $7,000 watch. And like, I tried to swipe up my debit card and it w- it just kicked out the transaction. And so you're like, how the heck am I supposed to pay for this watch if it's going to kick it out? And I, I watch a lot of uh, YouTube through the timepiece gentlemen. There's another company called Gray Market and they have a ton of just dope content. I've just been watching and learning about watches. And he always talks yeah, about like, he's going to like pay, send wires or receive wires. And I was like, that's how you do it. It's just a different kind of world. Like we always think like wiring for real estate but like you wire for the watches you want, especially when it's like a five figure watch. And so I was like, that makes perfect sense. But I would say another thing that I think is a tweet that I mentioned, and it was how these these companies like Hublot or Richard Milley, they give these watches to Jay-Z and LeBron. And I was like, I, mm. I was watching LeBron really? on the side of the, yeah, I think so. I was watching LeBron. I, I, think I, so I, think I believe, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't believe it. I, at first I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, of course, but I, I, I learned that watching the show. <laughs> And the show was talking about like, yeah, like you take this watch, you give it to the celebrities, they wear it, they make it popular and everybody else wants it. And so I'm, you, we're over here thinking like LeBron James just buying a half million dollar watch and he got on one half million dollar watch this time and then another half million dollars watch the next time you see him. I'm like, bruh, this dude got big bread. No, nope. nope. <laughs> he's not even, he's not even spending that money on nope. that. So he over here like, I'm over here like, man, I got to figure out how I can get a half million for this watch. I need to have million for the watch. He ain't even spending half right. money on the watch. Nope. And even if he did, the way that these watches are set up, they retain their value anyway. So it's like you're kind of just like storing money you? in a watch. Yeah, unless so it's an if it's like a hefty like, like Right. So that was just one thing that I realized is like, man, like they really be playing this. A lot of these rappers and these athletes who we see living these lives are really just big billboards for these companies that want us to buy this stuff. Man, that's why XLY was XLY is gonna forever pump. You catch XLY on a dip, you better go three to six months out. What's XLY? Consumer discretionary ETF. America is built on consumerism. That's going forever boom. That got all the stores people spend money on. Add Not that only to your stores, list, y'all. XLY and XLK. Catch them on a dip and ride it. Like no, no short expirations on options. Like we ain't doing short expiration. You catch XLY, XLK on a dip. Look, we got technology and we got people spending money. What else we got to do? Mm. Disclaimer, this is not financial This is advice. not financial information. <laughs> Absolutely. This do is your own advice. research. That's just something I would do. That's just something Don Buck would do. I ain't telling you to do. 
do it. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, that part. But the thing is, like you talk about, you pay you pay for the high end watches with wires, not with debit cards. It's like there's so many like different worlds out there. Like you don't know you you didn't know that until you actually got into that world. Like until you got that level of money and said, "Man, I'm about to get me this watch." So people are just walking around out here. There's like parallel universes out there. And you don't even know what's going on, man, mm-hmm. until you get into that space, which is like why the last episode we're talking about, you know, talk to people that buy expensive things because the conversation is different. Talk to people that do different things. The conversation is different. You know, you had a tweet that um, said when you really learn how to trade options, it starts feeling illegal a little bit. Oh, man. Yo, you pulled out my bars, bro. <laughs> I appreciate you. Fam, like, hey, nah, for real. Before I answer that question, like, like, I really appreciate you for having me on. I never even like thought what what's going on right now is like, you know, cause like a dream. Like, I ain't even. I never thought I'd be talking to you right now, bro. Like, um, just first and foremost, foremost, big shout out to you. For everything you're doing, man. It's just it gives me more inspiration to keep doing what I'm doing, and it's it's more of a confirmation that I'm on the right track. So, like, if don't nobody get nothing outside of this man big shout out to you bro you know what I mean you know what I mean so what was the question though um, yes you said uh, when you start learning how to trade options it, it feels illegal a little bit it, it do because you 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 it's like on demand <laughs> you learn yeah. it you know your support and resistance levels you know how to go from different time um frames to the lower time frame to to um see where you're going your entry is going to be for whether it's going to be a car or put um and you could do that whenever because you got your watch list you're not all over the place you got a watch list and you watching what you watch it and that's it you don't have to have a thousand stocks that you're trying to catch. If you got you a watch list, you can catch all your plays because they're your plays. It's your watch list. So it just feels different when you can just go to your sh- I'm like, oh shit, that's about to pop off. Let me go ahead and um print me some right quick. Um, but that took time though. That took that took losses, that took this. And I'm still growing, I'm still buying courses. Um, because I'm I, I'm never gonna get to the point, and I don't think anybody can ever get to the point where they know everything about anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's interesting because uh I, I I hit a trade recently. I've I've been having some pretty decent trades, but this one it was just like a quick fifteen hundred, and I was like, "You know what mm-hmm. I used to do for fifteen hundred dollars?" That's a fact, bro. You know how many heads I had to cut for fifteen hundred? Man, the first two thousand dollar day, I posted that John. Like, yo, you know what I had to do for two thousand? Yeah, I just made that in my pajamas right quick, like, mm-hmm. and that was a milestone for me, man. And I think as long That's as you stay focused like, and if you keep your head down, you can have way more wins than you have losses. Um, like in my in my beginning days, and I was like in it, in it, in it. I maybe took like one loss for every like ten trades, and now I'm pretty I'm pretty much about the same ratio. And so it's like I just got to stay in it. I was like mm-hmm. I just got to stay in it. I was like I might just start using this this option money to take care of uh, whatever I sell. I was using the option money to take care of Christmas, so I'm already I already got that. So now it's like that I want I want to let me pay off the house with the uh, this option money. Let's see what I can do with that. Oh, I would say, man. That's cool, but beyond beyond that, like beyond options trading, having digital products yeah. is almost the same thing. Like you take something that from your brain, like something you have an idea today, you can have it recorded by the end of the day and put it up for sale on the internet yeah. in like twenty four so hours. Fire, man! Dope. It's just so fire, and it's it's just hard for some people to just imagine just to put their brain around that. It's like yo, you can actually because I had a whole playbook. Every this book right here, this right here. If, if somebody get a hold of this right here, this is like the ancient Greek scrolls or something. Like you get your hold on this. 
I got the first ideas of rapping going here. Like you go all the way back to the first page. Like if I ever was to lose this, this is what I'm saying. You got to take stuff out your head. This is the first, this is the first stage of it becoming real because it was just a thought. Now you don't put it on paper. Now it's in the physical. Now you can, it's just, ah, I don't want to get deep on y'all podcast. <laughs> People like deep on this podcast. Listen, man. I, yeah. I would say that um I was so I was watching a Gary V book or a Gary V show and he was talking to this dude and this dude was like, Yeah, man, I went to I went to dentist school, dental school, become a dentist. He said, I left school with eight hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. <laughs> Apparently that's not uncommon. But he was like, How the heck am I gonna pay off the student loan debt? He said he wrote an ebook on something. Sold a bunch of copies, made enough money uh, to take care of that. He's not even going to be a dentist anymore. No, he didn't. We live in such a different world, man. Like, Damn. But everything that we're getting is what we deserve. Everything that we're getting. They told us, do these things and you will get that. And they lied. And so now, anything that we're getting through creating it from our mind, we more than deserve it. We're supposed to be out here making crazy bread. They say, go to law school, do, 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 do. Go to grad school, go do. And it didn't pan out. So we had to go get it by any means on whenever there's a drought. Get your umbrellas out. <laughs> so. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 inside money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Fact. Yeah. Man, listen. And that's crazy. Uh, Yeah. And they'll say people will go to, like, go be a doctor. And I'm not, I'm not sure where I heard this, but they'll put themselves further in debt just to look like there's somebody. Um, You know, they'll be 500, 600,000 in debt, start a practice, got to have this uh, insurance, malpractice insurance. They'll be a million dollars in debt, but they'll still go get a Benz to park in front of the establishment just mm-hmm. to look like they're yeah. the they doctor have, to come see. They have to have that doctor look. <laughs> I remember way back when I first read uh, The Millionaire Next Door, and he rates like uh, ordinary next door millionaires uh, by profession uh, who's more likely to become a millionaire. And doctors and attorneys are low on the list because they got to keep up that look. Right. The suits, the watches. Right. The shoes. The shoes ain't cheap. The car, man. the park. You got to park the dope car in front of the establishment. Right. It's yeah, a high the status. These you are got to lease the car because you always need to get the new one, too. So, right. Never got a car note. It's a high status profession. So, you got to keep up the high status. And, Charles, you had a tweet. I'm not sure if you were uh, quoting somebody else, but I'm not sure if that's you. It's like, I'm not trying to look rich. I'm trying to be free. I was quoting somebody else. And, uh, you know, this freedom word is floating down the timeline a lot. I just I'm just promote that's that I think my next shirt is just gonna say freedom on the front. I'm gonna make that one tonight, but <laughs> um that's really the goal. It's it's just knowing that you don't have to go work for somebody else, knowing that you don't have to ask for a raise, knowing that you don't have to ask for PTO, knowing that whatever you want to do that you can do is priceless. It really is. Like you can't put a dollar amount on it, you can't do nothing to quantify it. It's just priceless. And when somebody put something out there and he said something about when like life changes, when you had, like he said, life changes when money's not an object. And I was like, it's true, but you still don't want to just like go buy a bunch of stuff. You you don't want to take that and then go buy right. a bunch of like, go put spinning rims on the car and things like that. No, it's like at that point, the money is there to preserve life and you're and, and never having to go back to that job stuff again. 
So it's like we always think like, oh, I need the stuff. I need the Richard Millie. I need all of that. But at this point, it's like, I'll get that if I can still maintain the freedom. But you don't want to sacrifice. Like, it's like if you get a million dollars, you wouldn't go spend a million dollars on a watch. But a lot of people who don't have a million dollars think that getting a million dollars is about buying the watch. And like for me, before I, I used to think that was it. And then you get there and you're like, uh, I'm going to just rock this little whatever. I'm going to just chill, get something nice. That's not it's not like average to show that I actually have like to, to that I've accomplished something, but like, I'm not just going to go and spend it all. Cause if I spend it all, then where I got to go next, you got to go back to the job. I'm going to, I'm going to keep where I'm at and then build on top of that so I can get that stuff. But like freedom is a threshold. But the cool thing is, is freedom is not even just about money. It's about cash flow. But the other cool thing is once you have your freedom, cause you have the reserves and you've amplified those reserves, then stuff just starts coming to you. You don't even realize like dividends hidden, options That's money hidden, truck money hidden, trail <laughs> money hidden. And so it's like, I've been able to replace my job income by not needing this job income and I've been able to do it multiple times over and it just blows my mind. Yeah, I'm trying to get with you at, man. Like, that's why, you know, I mean, I don't have your education, but um, I'm definitely tapped into your thought process and my whole thing is use your money to make more money. Start where you are, right? You don't have to have the education. Like, somebody might not have my education, right? That don't mean don't start. You got to start where you are because everybody, that's a favorite question. Yo, how much I need to start? How much I need to start? No, you need to just start, bro. Buy your first share. Mm. Buy your first course. People people struggle with that so much. Like, how much do I need to start? You got to start, man. Just start, bro. I bought one share. Like, let me be honest. Like, I bought one share, and then I say, you know what? I like how that look growing. Like, mm-hmm, oh, I just mm-hmm, got fifty mm-hmm. cent on that. That's fifty cent. Yep. Oh yep, shit. Yep. Yep. You know, I, 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 I wonder if I bought a hundred of them, how much I would get. Like, it's so crazy. You get a, a, even a ten cent dividend on a stock. It's like, yo, I didn't do anything. It will start turning. Like, it does something to you? Like, man, I didn't work for that ten cents. It sounds I didn't silly. Work for that? It sounds silly, but it, it's crazy. To see that it's just beyond us it's and, beyond us and people there's there's other people that other communities that have been on this mm-hmm. they for don't decades, know different for decades hundreds of years bro but yeah hundreds of years it just frustrates me that's why i created rapping though i say you know it ain't nobody talking about money in this way everybody talking mm-hmm. about blowing it he used to come to the barbershop Don, what's going on tonight where we at what's happening tonight now i got this going on showing people how to make the money work instead of blowing it ain't nobody hitting down up like yo what's <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. Where y'all at? Like probably like that. Nah, forget Don, bro. He's gonna start telling you about diversifying your portfolio yeah, and shit. Man. They don't want to invite me <laughs> I'm just trying to so get I'm a gonna... bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still done, but I'm going, I mean, we're going to talk, we're going to talk a little different now. Like, and it's crazy that, you know, that's the pushback that we have to deal with with our community, but it's okay. I'm built for it because I was just having this conversation the other day. I was like, you know, you got people out here trying to prove themselves. We're trying to be something like me, like not even on no cocky shit. Like I always been that, that dude, like, like I've been on sports teams and like had, you want to talk girls? We can do that too. Like you want to talk? <laughs> like like I did all that. I'm not here to prove myself at this point. I'm 43 years old. I'm already who I am. So I'm not out here trying to. I don't care what you think at this point, basically, like because you already know who I am. People I that know me know me. Oh, <laughs> this guy's not 43, man. <laughs> Hey yo! Uh, right. I, keep, I, keep, I keep looking at him like. Uh, okay. Hey yo! 
super duper at this point like i'm super like this is how it is and it is what it is at this yeah. point because you got people that don't want to you know be themselves or whatever on so, the internet um you had some tweets and this is kind of a funny one it says you sent this on 11 21 so that was a long time ago it says she's too shy to facetime red flag red flag red flag red flag ah bro oh here we go man the, the tweet talk I, relationship corner just <laughs> I, yeah, we could do all that. So met a shorty, right? Out taking a break from my lab. And I like to pop out and see some human beings from time to time. So nice young lady. Oh, all right. No kids. And it seemed like all she wanted to do was text. Like she asked me about me and she just kept following up, following up with long ass text. I'm like, yo, nah, we're not about to do that. Like you want to FaceTime me or call me? Oh, uh, uh. time I asked her that, it was always some type of excuse. I'm like, oh, he is for. 43. <laughs> he wants to I ain't. <laughs> Hey, yo. I need messages. <laughs> Is that what you do, Rafael? You like to talk on the phone with her? He's like, I'm, I'm just, not trying. Hey, yo. I'm just saying, people no, are older. Like, we, we I don't want to be grew up talking on, We grew up talking on the phone. Like, I mean, Facts, though. Like, for real. We, I grew up falling asleep on the phone and pushing buttons. Like, yo, you there? Like, I grew up. That's, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you don't want to FaceTime me like it's all right. So it's yeah, like red flag. You, you don't find that suspicious. <laughs> you don't I find that suspicious. I find it suspicious. <laughs> and, and especially when they got the Instagram page private. Oh yeah. What are you doing? Like, how you private and on social media? What are you doing? This guy. Raphael, red what's flag. a what's a relationship red flag for you, Raphael? Um, I don't know, man. That's that's Hmm. When when the the the, the mindset is on some completely opposite type of stuff, man. Like I couldn't be do, I couldn't be doing the club stuff at this. Time. I never was into the club stuff, but I definitely wouldn't do it now. Like ain't some, gotta be a club, right? I'm just saying, like when the mindset is like club, it can be out and about. I'm just no, but I'm saying like when somebody <laughs> is trying to be seen, somebody trying to go to the most expensive place all the time. Mm. Want to go shopping when they off top? Yeah, you know, but even worse like is that. like loud. Like, all right, we're not going to get into no drama. We're not you doing mean, drama. You be meeting those kind of girls, Raphael? Nah, hey, where you be at, bro? <laughs> you know what, man? I'm just, I'm just curious. <laughs> You know hey, what? Nah, man? What state you in, Raph? For real. What state I'm in Jersey. Yeah, he's near you. You right? in Jersey, bro? Yeah. What part? I mean, go out and get this dude. Want me to get up my location? <laughs> I mean, not the I'm address. I'm in Newark. I'm in Newark, bro. I'm in Newark. Oh, you in North Jersey? Okay, okay. Yeah, that ain't yeah. even that far from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you ain't seen me and uh, Brandy. Uh, yes, I did. I know where y'all. Was, yeah. yeah. Where y'all? What mall y'all met at? Uh, we went to Woodbridge or something, and then one time we went to New York. We met. We met up with a couple of dudes from the the Massimo. Had yeah, she told me she in told uh, me. New York. Like, oh, word! That's fire. Let me run that back. Add on. But Charles, you had a tweet where you said, "I thought this was interesting. Legends trust other legends more than they respect other people trying to get in their pockets." I got that from a, a movie. What movie was I watching? Either it was a movie or was a it was a YouTube or something. And uh, essentially, what they were just saying is, I guess there was somebody who was trying to get put on, and he was like, "You might want to go through somebody that person already knows because you have a better chance." of networking with him if you go through somebody who he respects and he knows it's kind of mutual 
than opposed to somebody who's just out there trying to like get in his pockets. Because what I always tell people is it's a lot of folks who see somebody successful and they're out there like, man, put me on, put me on, like help me out or give me a loan or let me borrow some money, that kind of stuff. And I just thought it was important. I thought it was a dope tweet. But what I'm realizing is, especially like as people are kind of stepping into what they're doing, is there's like a mutual respect amongst people who are crushing it. So you got like the Henry's of this world. You got like, of course, Steven Story. He's crushing it. You got Living Rent Free. He's crushing it. You got the Heart Zogs. It's like everybody kind of talks to each other. And even like in Atlanta, it's like you see all those dudes, like they kick it with each other. Yeah, man. And so like, I think I was talking to Marty Woodard and he was like, man, he, he told me that somebody had asked him how they get into the circle of entrepreneurs in that in that Atlanta market. He said, go do some stuff. Mm. He's like, he's like, they just going to respect you if you're out there just crushing it and on their level more than if you're just like trying to get them to get trying to get them to get you to that level. So I think that's important. It's something we've discussed on here all the time, like doers respect doers. It's like, yeah. if I got a brand and you got a brand, it's some respect there. You repping your brand, like that's dope to Thanks. me. And so we have something in common. We have something that I know that you are putting your effort and your energy into an idea. And we can we can grow that idea by working and collaborating together, even if it's not the same idea. That's crazy because I didn't even know it was other people out here thinking like me until I ran. I was like, yo, you boys walking. I was like, yo, this is crazy. It's other people out here talking like me. <laughs> you know I mean, so and you found out by doing it. I thought I was yourself. out on the island. Yeah, I, I thought I was on the island, bro, for for uh, for a nice. I mean, maybe a year. I'm like, yo, I mean, like, you know, I want to invest. <laughs> I don't want to grow your money. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I'm glad we're here now. Like this right. I'm just so excited yeah. about where we're going from here. That's the excited part. Like, we gotta talk about we up. gotta talk about this car play. You said yes. you cashed out on some stock ones to buy a car, and that car mm-hmm. is gonna buy you more stocks, and those mm-hmm. stocks gonna buy you more cars, and that's gonna mm-hmm. buy you more stocks. <laughs> that's a fact, bro. In that order. So like I said, I cashed out about fifty six hundred of my twenty, and I'm looking to go to Brandy route. Like I said, shout out to Brandy Hayes, network with Brandy. So she got the uh higher car course the debt-free uh, way to get into the car rental course uh, and basically buy a cash car and it doesn't have to be fancy because these people are not renting it to be fancy. They're renting it to work in it. So they're more likely to not only rent it for the weekend. Actually, they don't want it for the weekend. They want it for longer than the weekend because they want to work in it. So that's the route I'm going. I got three, three sets of eyes out looking for my car or two cars that they can get two because she says she got two for about six bands, her first two. So mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever they can work out, one or two, but that's where I'm starting, man. I'm using money to make more money, man. Right. And that's what I'd like to talk about. That is so important. And it's something that I should be doing. And it's something that even Mark mentioned. He said, don't just buy a rental property for your kid or a rental car and just like stack the income. He said, mm-hmm. take the income from the rental property and invest it in the stock market. Like that's- That's dope. what I did with Bitcoin too. Especially when your children are like young, like my son's two. He ain't going to need no money for a long time. So like the passive income that these properties or whatever I decide to do generates, take that money and throw it once a month, calculate how much it is and just boom, throw it into an account and just systematically put money away. What? Shit. Yeah, that's that's Once you start seeing that happen, it's just everything got to do that. Over the long term, that stuff adds up, man. You look at like it doesn't seem like a lot now, but you look at over 12 months. 
24 months plus when the market's doing what it's doing, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, that's a yeah, man. That's the vicious cycle we need to be on. Right. And Charles, you had a um I need to start trading for my son. You had a, phones. I you had a tweet where you said small gaps become big gaps. I mean, Katie doing that. And big gaps become damn. I could never get there no matter how hard I try. <laughs> It's funny because I always used to say small gaps become big gaps because uh, when I first got out of college and I first was like working, you don't really see the difference between a lot of people. You could think completely polar opposite of somebody, but you go into that world, you both get a job paying 40K. But like incrementally, people start getting ahead of each other and that mindset starts to show and the little small tweaks that I don't do that. I don't go there. I don't do this. I don't listen to that. I don't watch that. I'm focused on this. It starts to widen, man. And then pretty mm. soon it's like, bro, like if you don't have something built, then you'll never catch up. You can never catch up to some folks who are making business income if you're making job income. An example is I was saying like, if you have a business and that business is generating you $100,000 in a year and your friend has a job and that job is paying them $100,000 a year. In five years, your business is not going to be paying you $100,000 a year. It's not going to be paying you $150,000 a year. If you're doing it right, it should be paying you exponentially more if you're doing it right. $100,000 a year in your business five years later should probably be about two, maybe two mil a year. If you're doing it right, reinvesting, improving your system, scaling, doing that kind of stuff, you should be able to get to that point in five years, I think. But if somebody has a job and they're making $100,000, 3% annual raise for the next five years, that's three, that's 15%. They're making about hundred. dollars 15, maybe 120 after five years. Maybe they might be making 130, maybe if they're lucky. But statistically, folks ain't making that kind of money, man. Like, we always, my shit. we always use $100,000 as the benchmark when about 10% of us make $100,000, if that. And then of yeah. that, of 100, of that 10%, I want to say like half of them are like 50 or older. And then the other, you got to mm-hmm. factor in professional athletes and entertainers. So, what if that percentage is like the people who are in that 40 and under? kind of like sweet spot or 40 ish not a lot not, not a lot because i'm not there yet i'm only like about 80 well you know what they say according to twitter everybody's making 100k everybody but, rich on twitter yeah, everybody's rich on twitter but we should put that on the shirt too <laughs> everybody's rich on twitter everybody rich on bars. <laughs> i like it yeah that is good but yeah for you hmm we got to start doing this more often, man. We got to go live on YouTube. Like, I'm trying to do it every night. Like, every Ooh. single night live on YouTube. We could build up that whole following just by showing up. We got to figure out how to go live on two pages, though, because I don't like this. So what y'all live on? Sweet on talk. YouTube right now. Yeah, we live on Sweet, Sweet talk, talk page. Pod. My personal page was is almost to 5,000 subscribers. And if we would have put this on there, I'd have been That's at 5,000 subscribers. That's fire. Mm. All right. It's, we gonna, it's we cool, gonna, though. We going to work it out. We going to work it out. But back to the small guys become big gaps people you gotta keep that in mind man when, small gaps become big gaps big gaps yeah like oh you know what i'm saying like you might think you barely I ahead of somebody or you people be separating themselves yeah so that's you gotta think about that on those cold nights not literally cold but them lonely nights when you you had that computer doing your thing working on your business working on your trades you know doing the research looking up stocks, you know what I'm saying? Building your social media and it don't seem like you're getting that traction that you think you should be getting. But then you look up six months later, even (laughs) six months later, you start to see that you're separating. Sometimes you got to look back at what you got. Sometimes you got to compare yourself to yourself and look back even like six months ago. Like, where was I? You talking regular right now. Like, Mm. I should be in all right now. I'm I'm maintaining my sanity. Like, I ain't gonna say sanity, but it's like, yo, it just don't, it's not even like 
real right now that I'm even on your podcast. Like I'm super humble, like by by this experience right now. Um, it's crazy, and that's what you. That's a testament to what you're saying. It's like the things that you're doing. You don't. You might not see it paying off in the immediate, but if you if you keep your vision and keep going, when people don't see it, it's like stuff happens exponentially without your. It's just. It just adds up, like you said. Man, I remember one time I was like listening to one recordings. I'm like, man, I got some work to do, like on my speaking. Like, it's like, man, I'm really, really? not there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I'm really I not there. This is like I maybe a year. This might be like a year about a year into really? it. Really? And then like a couple of days, like the next day or the same day, maybe I was I started listening to one of the first ten episodes, like one of the very early early episodes, and I heard myself talking. I was like, damn, mm. I came along way yeah you see it you see i was it. like man it was and i didn't even notice it because i was i just kept doing it repetition just kept doing what he, it what, what what bull said he said practice makes and he, he stopped he said practice makes what the crowd says perfect he's like nah see you need to delete that i think that's a uh i just saw that yesterday over a, yeah that's brown makes progress yeah i just saw that yesterday uh Les brown yeah old Les brown speech. yeah practice make progress you know what i'm saying so as you practice and that that's that comes from starting though you gotta start that be that major hurdle that stop people it's that hurdle of starting like right that's, but they don't realize that's the thing you gotta start yeah it's like we always <laughs> say fancy later yeah we always say get started get fancy later and I think we was on one of the Raph, calls with a shirt, say, with a shirt yeah. Raph. Ah, with a shirt Raph. Raph. right now we're in the tweak talk oh, with, oh all right, all right, all right. okay, okay. Got, <laughs> it's over there it's over there somewhere and I was like I think we were on one of mastermind calls and I was saying like you know we all know we all heard it one of the keys to growing your business is being consistent but i was mm-hmm. like before you can get consistent you gotta get started mm-hmm. you gotta get started before you get consistent and too many people just not get started at all and that's the real problem yeah but guess what they not they they it's not 100 their fault for okay. not getting started okay i'm pretty sure i'm not the only one that 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 knows that people are for whatever reason they don't feel as though they're worthy they don't feel as though their information is valid um they have all these 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 feelings about themselves that's not really like they're not legitimate but they feel this mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that that live that's why people live for today they don't think about tomorrow why should i save some money for tomorrow when they don't think they're going to live till tomorrow so mm. we have a lot of that going on in the inner city on various various levels. It's like create a product. What? Create generational wealth for who? You're about to mm. die, maybe tomorrow. Like, why should I create a digital product? Why should I start investing for my future family? What future family? I might not have a future family. So people in, that look like us were thinking along those lines from where I'm from. I'm from Trenton, New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? And it's the ghetto. So you got people in there, even as they have jobs that still don't feel worthy that their skill sets can be monetized. Uh, that's where we're at. Todd Consultor presents the Vending Machine Business Webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month, and how it has unlimited scale. 
To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. And I had I had to have a little conversation with my mom and aunt during Thanksgiving, like, yo, like you working these two, three jobs, they paying you all this money to work to work for them. How about you monetize what you know how to do for them? What they ask you about all the time. What they hire you for? Document that and build something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for whatever reason, we don't feel as though we're 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 worthy to do it. That's crazy because you were saying, um, you know, people don't see themselves being alive. And my my initial thought is like, you know, people, especially people in the streets, like they're like it's kind of like. Jay Z had a, a lyric talking about um, in the streets we making out our wills at eighteen. Right, that was ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, that's the reasonable doubt. You know, so right. they can't even see themselves living past twenty five. But then I think so about imagine. it, like you say, even people with regular jobs in the hood, like they're not in the streets. They know they're not going to get popped tomorrow, most likely. They're not scared for their life like that. But they still the can't see. Level. They still can't see that they can be sitting on a million. At least they could sit on a couple mil in twenty. That's 30. why my first, my first. Book before I even got into technique, half of the book was mindset. Because mm-hmm. my thing is, if you don't get the mindset thing right, how to do the shit I'm talking about ain't gonna do you no good. Hey Charles, what you what was your yeah, first yeah. what was your first first course? Was it the um the course? Not not the book, but like what the, the course? Was it the um long distance real estate? Mm, probably or so, LLC? Yeah. Oh. It was probably long distance real estate. Yeah. What what was your feeling before before you started recording? Like like your feelings? Um, interestingly enough, I never felt like I could teach. <laughs> um, well, I wouldn't say yeah. that. See, see what I'm saying? Um, Even the I, OG felt like that. Look. I, I started teaching on somebody else's platform. I started teaching on Andre's platform um, and probably somebody else's platform too. I was on the Hood Estate. So I taught like a course on the LOCs for Hood Estates. I had taught a course on real estate for Andre and it wasn't even the long distance real estate investing course. It was the uh, the investing as a group. And I was like, you know what? My next course is long distance real estate investing. And I was supposed to do it on his and we kind of disagreed on the terms. I, I wanted more equity. I didn't just want to be paid for my content. He just wanted to pay per video. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I want I want a percentage of the upside. And right. uh, it was his platform. So he wasn't really willing to do that. And so I was like, well, I guess I got to just take it, take my talents to South Beach and launch it on my own. <laughs> I already had the slides ready to go. That I part. recorded it for myself. I launched it. People bought it. I was selling it for like a hundred bucks and I sold 10 copies, made a thousand dollars. I was mm. like, man, like. And what's in what time frame you made that thousand? It was like a day. It wasn't long at all. I put, I put it up. I was like, I'm selling 10 copies of this. My long distance real estate investing course, I thought it was fire. I knew it was fire. I made $1,000. And then uh, I kept selling it. And then uh, I created some other content. And then that's when I created the, I forgot what I called it. It was like the Black Wealth Package or something like the Black Wealth Bundle. So it was like the long distance real estate investing, investing as a group and how to form your LLC. And I dropped it down for 50 bucks. And I was like, man, this is so much value. And that was the first day that I made $2,000 in a day. And mm-hmm. I was like, they couldn't tell me nothing. How many followers did you have? I didn't have what I have now. I probably had a fraction of it, maybe like 20,000 followers. I, I still had a, a pretty decent it's following. Decent amount. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I still had a pretty decent following. But that was when I started doing $50 Friday. And that Friday, I made like two grand. And then I just started running sales every single Friday. So I would just, my goal was just to get one sale a day. If I got like 100 bucks, 200 bucks every single day, I was happy. I was like, let me just replace the job income for the day and then rent it up on that Friday. And then that, that Friday, I ran it up and I was like, this is pretty cool. Started paying off credit cards, doing some things like that. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah, I really wanted to ask you about that whole feeling thing because I mean, when I dropped this course, the podcast star course is like I drag my feet and drag my feet because I'm like I don't know if I could do this. Like nobody, uh, I don't think nobody want to hear from me. I'm like, well, what the hell was I thinking? Like and drag my feet and drag my feet, and then I was like. Psst. Well, I got to put something out. And then I figured out, like, I couldn't even, I was like, man, how, how am I going to do these slides? I was stressing over everything. And then I figured out the slides. I'm like, man, this thing ain't even that, that hard. And I, the funny thing is, I went back and looked at other people's courses. And I was like, wait a minute, this isn't as impressive as they kind of pictured it in my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, they created some slides, they presented it, and they talked, and they just presented the information. Yeah, I would say sometimes watching other people's courses does help you make your own course. I was uh, I was watching Terry's course and I saw she was just including like live coaching calls in her course. And I was like, I'm gonna do the same thing. So I included some coaching calls in my course, added extra videos. And I was like, yeah. So it's like you have a conversation with somebody and you're talking about that topic. And if it's relevant, that could be extra content for your course. It doesn't have to be highly produced, super whatever. You add more value. I think it's getting about that time, brother. You got a few more tweets or you want to just, yeah. do some, some quick fires. No I got long one more. drawn out. Yeah, let's, let's I got do one it. more. I got one more. You said, I would argue that what most people call money management is poverty management. You don't really get into managing money until you have something worth managing. Yeah. Um. There's always, there's like this myth that I remember I was watching this movie. Whew. And there's this movie, I think it was on Netflix and there was this black dude and he was in like some inner city area and he was helping people buy homes. He was like, it was like a dating movie and uh, he was dating this chick and his job was like he worked with helping to provide affordable housing or something along those lines. Anyway, there was this, I don't even know the name of the movie. I couldn't tell you. I forgot. But Basically, they're essentially saying like the people who were getting kicked out of the area needed just financial literacy. And I was like, that is crazy to me that they're getting kicked out because they can't afford to live there because their income is not high enough. And you're telling them that all they need is financial literacy to get there. This is important because like we said before, they don't have to use racism anymore. They just use prices. And so if they determine how much something costs and they also determine how much you get paid, then therefore Mm. they determine where you live. And my thing is that it's ignorant to say that people just need financial literacy. Why does Charles push business? Because I don't want your income to be controlled by somebody who doesn't love you. I want your income to be controlled by you and your abilities because people have ulterior motives. I always tell people that the person who's selling you the home is also the person or the person who's selling you the home is homies with the dude who built the home or the person who owns the firm that hires you. Like they all homies. They just be chilling in the back. I heard that bar. (laughs) Looking at their their watch collection and stuff. They all. And the crazy part about it is I was like, I need to create. We need to create something like that. I was like, sure. I was like, folks need to start linking up in making moves on the low. Like, I was like, it's 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 like a mastermind that nobody knows exists. And we deny that they ask. Like, I don't know what Reach. you're talking about. And we over here just making moves, just pushing like, all right, you do this, this way, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do this, this way, blah, 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 blah. And we're just moving. And if anybody that was part. like, oh, you must be working with, oh, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's what they do to us. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm 100 with all of that. And it's just super dope to link up with you guys, man. Um, I super appreciate the mastermind. Um, Because it's like I said, I was on an island for a while. Um, You know, I got friends that support what I got going on, family members that's coming around. Oh, could you uh, do my portfolio too? Um, You know, they're coming around now. And for a long time, it was just me. You know what I'm saying? And it's super dope to rub shoulders with people that think like you. Um, So, yeah, I I super appreciate this opportunity to come shop and shop, man. Hopefully, we can do another one. Raphael, uh, what was that tweet again? It was it. 
I would argue that what most people call money management is poverty management. Right. And so basically, <laughs> basically where I was going with that is, so I had, I had some stuff that I was looking at and I was like, man, I want to invest this cash. I want to move this cash over here. And I got this stuff over here. And I was like, I need to invest that. And I was like, I never really had to manage money until I had money. Everything else was just like trying to make it to the next payday. And right. a lot of folks, that's their situation. They're just trying to make sure that they got enough money to eat, enough money to put gas in the car enough money to make the minimum payment on their credit card. And that's what we call a money manager. That ain't money management. That is <laughs> not financial money. literacy. That is not personal finance. Money management is when you got 50 grand, you got to figure out, hmm, am I going to crack this in half and put it in an index fund? Am I going to crack this and half, put it into a rental property? Am I going to buy a few Turo? That's money management. That other that stuff, part. you ain't managing no money. What? what yeah, you, but you know not, what? When you I managing when poverty. I tweeted that you managing barely yeah. enough. When I when I met when I wrote when I tweeted that I was reading um money money uh masters the, the game. game and that was a that was a, a quote because I'm almost getting to the end of this job. Um, y'all need to go get this. I ain't I ain't getting paid off this, but go get this. <laughs> a um, hell yeah, I've been reading this shit for like a month, but I just re- I just came across that, so that's what made me tweet it. And I agree with that because people be scared to invest money because they think they are unsure of what's coming in. They don't know if they're gonna get any more, right? So they're managing mon- their money based off poverty, off of a scarcity mindset. If you think in abundance, yo, what can I create? How could I make more money? Not I can't, but how can I? You know, the creator mindset, um, you know, it's a totally different way of thinking and, and it, it'll open up a whole new world to you when you start thinking, create in an abundance versus, ah, let me hold on to this because I'm not getting any more. So that's you what said, I meant uh, by that. It, we're talking about the money management is really emotional management? No. That's what you said. You, money, you, you, well, that's what I said? You got to Sweet. Yeah, because the people are emotional about their money. Right, 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 right. I agree with so, that. So, you know, that's what it is. The, the money is attached to your emotions. So that's where I got that from. I, I, emotion. another thing that happens when you don't got a lot of money is you, it's a lot of like tugging because it's like you want to be able to get nice things, but you don't really have a lot of money to have nice things. And so you should be saving and investing that money. So, like, when I was like working a job and I was like scraping by, man, that used to be the struggle. I used to be like, man, I really want those sneakers. Man, I really want to go out to dinner, or whatever. You out there just how like, old were you? I don't even know, man. Because that plays a part too, right? Mindset. It does. It does. One hundred percent. I'll say like, yeah, so. definitely like college aged and like when I first. I remember when I first got out of college, I I was wilding out. I first got out of college. Yeah, man. I was working full time. It's funny because uh, my wife was my girlfriend back then, and we were just wilding out. That's fire. <laughs> We was going out to dinner all the time. We just, it was wilding out. I look back on that time. That's dope, though, man. Hold on, life is. Yeah, it is, right? I'm like, yo, what what are you doing? <laughs> I don't so, feel it. Take us out, Raphael. We need to yeah, do these. Out, we need to do these live on YouTube, man. Every day, if if you want to be successful, Rafael, you got to show up every day. You can't be over here showing up when you want to show up every day, Rath, man. What you do, man? <laughs> every day, every day. Let's every get it. Day. What do you do for work, Raph? Oh, operations analyst. Operations analyst. You be like a dispatcher? No, no, no. For um, I don't want to talk about it. Wanna... Can't say the name of the company. I don't even. I, I don't like. I got me. I could. Name of the company, but I could, but I don't. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like mentioning them. It's just, I've I've been talking to Raphael oh, doing man, this for two CIA. years. I have no idea like, what Raphael does. Nah, he like Tommy from <laughs> Martin. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's I have like, no idea. Tommy, he knows everything like, yeah, about you know me. I'm working. He is like you know Tommy. I work huh? over at the spot over there where you drop me off. Like, like, where you work, bro? Right. <laughs> I work over there. <laughs> at least I'm not bro man for the fourth floor. All right, take us out, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, you, you, you wanted them jokes. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on social media, folks. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at Todd Billion and also at Todd.Capital. Follow us on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod. That's P-O-D. Follow Charles on Twitter at Real Todd Billion. Follow myself on Twitter at Work Money Life. And be sure to follow our guest, Don Bucks yes. of Rapping Dough. Follow yes. him on At Rolls. Rapping Dough. My bad. I ain't even cut you up. It's at mm-hmm. Rapping, R-A-P-P-I-N underscore D-O-U-G. Yep, yep. And on Twitter is without the underscore for episode yeah. 112 of Tweet Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast. For myself, Raphael, and my co-host Charles, and our guest Dom Bucks, we are out. Peace. I truly want the with the tweet, brother. Man, I use them all up, yeah. Uh, hey, use up all I'm gonna leave you with with a, a tweet from Charles, and it goes a little something like this: Raptoral like Boss that. Course. <laughs> Regular price one fifty today forty nine dollars. It's only like five left, but also join the mastermind. If you are not in the mastermind, join the mastermind. No discount code. Just click the link in the bio. It's lit. We in there every day, Monday through Thursday. We got speakers who talk on sales, content creation, accountability. And we also have myself. We just be talking about a roundtable discussion type deal. And we have guest speakers that pop in there every now and then. We talk about a lot of really dope stuff. So make sure you guys come in. It's lit. Let me find a tweet. I really do got a tweet, though. We got to start promoting that more. We got to be heavy on the monetization, Raphael. What's really going on? Heavy on the monetization. Right. Right. Where are my tweets We're going heavy. We're going heavy. What tweets? This guy, man. Monetization. Uh, dang, I don't got no dope tweets. I'll just say that uh, I don't got, I don't, I don't see no, no Come tweets. On. One thing I will say <laughs> is, uh, yeah, we're gonna call it a day. I can't find nothing. <laughs> it's hard finding tweets because I got so much promo. Yeah, a lot of automations going on, man. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah, we out here like internet streets heavy. Like, well, I'm gonna right, leave this, you. This is my, this is my last tweet. The financially free urge to not stress about your housing expense because it's paid for by dividends and on auto pay from the brokerage account. Tweet. Peace. Yeah. Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast, featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag, you know what I can do. And so, without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm going to give you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.